Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Our Browns beat reporter, Daryl Ryder, coming up at 1240 right here on our show. And at 120, our buddy Chris Rose from the NFL Network will join us. Our newest podcast has all of the basketball news that you need from hopefully voices you trust. Mike Fratello, former Cavs head coach, former Grizzlies head coach, Hawks head coach, great color analyst, and I, me, Phelps, will bring you basketball gold. Subscribe now on the free Odyssey app and look for the first episode this week. We're anxious to get that rolling, so get ready. Basketball gold with Fratello and Phelps. Cavaliers road trip continues tonight. They're in Sacramento against Mike Brown and the Sacramento Kings. It still says weird. It sounds weird to say. Mike Brown and the Sacramento Kings. Mike's, you know, this is Mike's fourth go around. Yeah, because Cavs, Lakers, Lakers Cavs, and then a major hiatus as an assistant coach at Golden State, where, you know, it's like going to grad school. He went back and picked up an MBA. Now, does it rub off? How does that help? Does it rub off? Is he a better coach now? I, I don't know. You know, the, the tough thing for a guy like Mike, he'll get no credit for what happened here first time around with LeBron James because he coached LeBron James, you know? And then when he was here the second time, he didn't have LeBron James, and he had a young team, and look what happened, which exactly what you'd expect. He might have done a better job coaching here the second time around, but he had a young team, and who knows? But... Coaches never get credit when they rarely get credit when they have a big-time player. You know, it took a long time. Doug Collins never got any credit oh, gosh, with, no. with Michael Jordan, and they didn't win. And then when they all figured out how to win, Phil Jackson was the head coach, and Phil eventually got a lot of credit. It is interesting how that goes where until you win, like, a couple titles, you don't really get that level of credit that you think someone would deserve. You know, it's it's the same thing like – Greg Popovich is another one of those guys that falls into that. You could say the same thing with Pat Riley, but there are so many coaches in between there that led to those moments before those guys took over and were able to put it in. And until you start winning, you never really get the credit. What do you, I'm I'm springing this on you. What do you think the lasting legacy of Mike Brown is in Cleveland? I don't know that there is one. Really? You think he's just kind of a footnote? Cause, cause the one thing I'll give, I will say about him is LeBron has always given him credit for his ability to play defense and putting the emphasis on defense that he was able to take to Miami and put that emphasis down there. And he always gave Mike Brown the credit for saying, like, hey, defense is important and you need to play both sides of the ball if you want to be successful, especially into the playoffs. And so I wonder if maybe that is the legacy of Mike Brown. And I don't know that there is one. I don't know either. I might be grasping at straws, but it's it's an interesting thought that here this guy is who was hired twice here, and his legacy might be, hey, uh, 23, stand in front of that guy a little bit better. 
That might be it. <laughs> it. It might be. The current team is eight and two, going up against Mike tonight. And they lost their last game. They lost their first game of the season in between eight straight wins. And I, I, I'm being cautiously optimistic about what we've seen, because I don't think they're an eight and two number two team in the Eastern Conference team. And I, I think part of the reason for that, that I feel that way, is that they haven't beaten anybody who I think, man, that was a great win, except maybe Boston. Okay, that's the only. They beat Boston twice. They did a nice job of it, and they, and they were good games. So that's that's good, and Boston's right behind them. Celtics have only lost three times. So I, I that's fair. They, they've beaten Boston. They went over the Clippers 6-5, and five, or the Clippers now. Um, that's good. They have a winning record. But most of the teams the Cavs have played this year have losing records right now. You can only play who's on the schedule. Go beat them. Do what you're supposed to do. I was just going to gonna say, did. I'm, I'm going to go Jeff Phelps to Jeff Phelps. Well, yeah. you can only play the teams that are in front well, of you. And they did. And they did it well. I'm real curious to see how this team matches up against Milwaukee and Atlanta. Okay, Atlanta's Atlanta's going to be fun. Yeah, Atlanta's going to be fun. Philadelphia, you know, let's let's see what that looks like when they're all full go. Well, usually um, Allen and Mobley, at least last season, gave Embiid fits, you know, because they could throw two different bodies at him. At least in the past, well, fits might be the wrong way to put it. Made him work for it would probably be the better way to put it. Just because they actually have the bodies, not to mention Embiid is is hanging around around the three point line a little bit too much. Yeah, him. and he's got a little that knee thing's never going to go away with that guy. No, and he's already been missing time, so that that's never a good thing. Um, I'm just I'm impressed with the way that Donovan Mitchell has come in and and become an immediate leader, and and not just not just points wise. I mean, it's real clear that this guy is he's the Reggie Jackson. He's the straw that's stirring the drink. That's happened already. That's cool. What I don't like as much is, and, and I don't know if it happens if Darius Garland doesn't get the eye injury. Man, they were relying on him like crazy to score points. And I think that's a good thing because it clearly established him as I can be the man here. On the other hand, I don't think this team reaches where it could possibly go people sit back and wait for him to score 30 every night. I, I think this team is best suited if it's a unit playing really well with Darius Garland scoring about 17 to, to 19 a night and with Donovan Mitchell scoring 21 to 23 a night, not 30, and Evan Mobley at about 16 to 18 a night. That, to me, is when this team's going to be really good. Because I, I just, I'm not a huge fan of guys, of teams, not named Jordan, uh, where one guy, and, and certainly you can win this way, scores 33, 34 points. I, I, I just think you're better off playing as a unit, if you can. I agree with you, especially in the regular season, but when you get into the playoffs, you need that guy. Without question. Who you can go... Here's the basketball. Go get a shot. We need a basket. We need a bucket. Mm-hmm. You need that guy. And that's what Donovan Mitchell is there for more than anything. I, Mitchell, I, I don't know if he's here for the regular season as much to do that. I could easily see exactly what you are saying because I think that is – and A, knowing the both of us, that's the style of basketball we like watching. Well, it's where the it ball is. is humming all over the place and a lot of guys are getting a lot of different shots. 
And one night it's Darius Garland's night. Another night it's Evan Mobley's night. And another night it's Mitchell's night. But everybody is maintaining their load on top of that. And if you're trying to defend that team, a lot tougher to to defend a team when the ball and bodies are moving right. than when one guy has the ball. And it's and you can even toss one night it's a Jared Allen night like we saw in Detroit where he was unbelievable. So I'm with you there and I understand that, but boy is it nice to have that guy that in the last three minutes of the game when the offense gets bogged down and everybody starts playing for real, yeah. you can go, hey, here's the ball. Break the offense and go get us a bucket because that was so missing from this team last season, and it's the reason why they especially, didn't make it past right, the playing tournament. Especially down the stretch. Right. Is you, when, you could tell Darius was running out of gas, and, I mean, the team at the time was screaming for a healthy Colin Sexton, which wasn't going to happen, because Colin can do that for you. Donovan Mitchell can do it. I'm not going to put a, a number on it, but significantly better than Colin Sexton. Correct. Correct. It. Donovan Mitchell is the real deal. Colin Sexton was the diet version of him. That's it. That's the best way to put it. Because right now I know I could give the ball to Donovan Mitchell and get me a bucket, and I feel pretty confident 50-50, 60-40 shot, he's going to get me that bucket that Cam, I need. Cam Sacramento tonight, Jay is in Stowe. Hi, Jay. How are you, Jay? What's up, y'all? I just wanted y'all talking about Mike Brown. And uh, y'all just kind of uh, slid off a little bit. But I, I think this, the league and the coaches, the head coaches, and a lot of franchises, I don't think it's really about head coaching for Mike Brown anymore. I think he comes in and brings a stability to to a lot of franchises that's having transitions. Um, I salute him for what he does and what he knows. Um, and that's just it. That's all I want to say, really. Jay, if he is able to stabilize the Sacramento Kings, then the guy belongs in the Hall of Fame. I mean, that is the that is the mess of messes. You know, that's <laughs> that is just a that is a train wreck. And if he could stabilize yeah. that one, man, good on him. And I don't I don't view Mike as a stabilizing factor. I, I don't see him that way. What I see him as is a is a coach who preaches defense and I hope he's picked up the offense. And and if he if he has, he's clearly competent. Absolutely. You know, I mean he he can do the job. You don't, don't get think, hired four times on accident. Right. I don't think there's any question that he can do the job. But I wonder, you know, where he is as a coach. You know, did he sit there and watch Steve Kerr and watch that Golden State team and realize that, okay, yeah, defense is important, but you better be able to put the ball in the basket or you're not going to win in this league. Or at least make it easy on your team to put the ball in the basket, which was always his problem that I had watching his Cavalier offenses with. You'd look around and go, this isn't easy. None of this is easy. And then he went to L.A. where he had Steve Nash and Kobe Bryant and um, – Dwight Howard and went, yeah, we're going to run the Princeton offense. On what planet should that group run the Princeton offense? Well, see, that's, like, it was like that kind of stuff where you're like, dude, what are you thinking? And that's kind of the point, right? Yeah. It's like, did you learn something sitting with Steve Kerr and that coaching staff at Golden State rather than, you know, we're going to run this offense? Yeah. It's six seconds or less and Kobe bail us out. That's the offense you run with that group. Like, <laughs> I, I never understood that move with Mike Brown. I never understood it. And maybe you're right. Maybe he sat there with Steve Kerr and he saw what was taking place there and it helped make more sense. Maybe. I hope so. Because, again, more good basketball teams equals more good basketball, and that's what we all want. <laughs> I mean, it's the truth. It's the same way I feel about football. More good quarterbacks equals more good football, which is what we want. It is what we want. Jeff's in Cleveland. Hi, Jeff. What's happening, Jeff? Okay. Thanks, guys. I think the NBA is so equally yoked that any team in the NBA can win or lose at any time or any day. You agree? 
Oh, on a given day, yeah. But over the course of 82, the better teams are usually toward the top and yeah. the lesser teams are toward the bottom. I mean, every year the NCAA tournament proves that one. That in and one I game anything can happen. Team, every team in NBA has a Donovan Mitchell or LeBron James. Not, not, not to that level, Jeff. Not, not to that level. the same level. name, but they have someone special. No, not really. Lesser of lesser that? ability, Jeff. Yeah, lesser ability. I mean, there's definitely tiers and a ranking scale in between there. It's not just, you know. Okay, I would say every team in NBA has someone special. Oh, special to them, but, you know, for instance, right, yeah. uh, Detroit you know, Detroit has Cade Cunningham. I like Cade. I like him, too. But is he Donovan Mitchell? Nope, no. not yet. No. Oklahoma yet. City has shape. Well, is he Giannis? Nope. Up. He's not. Is he Jason Tatum? No. no. But he's on his way. Well, I, so, so, Jeff, there the are different levels. The Cavs going to have to work for it. I think the Cavs going to have to work for it. If they're going to be the number one team in the East, they're going to make it to the playoff and uh, roll over some guys, they're going to have to work for it. Thanks, guys. All right. Jeff, that's obvious. <laughs> well, come on. Let's be, let's be honest, huh? That's obvious. Yeah. You, you, and, and he said the number one seed. Sorry. I, I don't think so. If the Cavs can catch Milwaukee. You know, they're only a game behind, but you know, who has a better chance of maintaining the level of play that they've been going at? Milwaukee or Cleveland? Two one six five seven eight zero zero nine two. We're excited about them, but there are a couple of things that make me think: Is this sustainable? Those are coming up on Baskin and Phelps with Menigan, right here for Baskin. That's Dan Menigan. He's in for Andy Baskin today. I'm Jeff Phelps. Menigan also playing the role of Menigan today. John Vacari taking your phone calls at 216-578-0092. We're talking Cavaliers as they're on this road trip that's gone really pretty well. And you, you get the first two wins on a road trip, you just say thank you very much, and then you hope to figure it out and go from there. And there you go. That worked. Detroit, that's the ever- Lakers, you lose to the Clippers. You see what happens tonight against the Sacramento Kings. And then Friday, you have the Golden State Warriors, and that'll be an interesting thing, despite the fact that Golden State has a losing record right now. Don't be the day off in L.A. hangover day. Don't be the day off in L.A. hangover day. Don't be the day off. <laughs> Love to hear your thoughts. What, what's sustainable that we have seen from the Cavs so far? What, what, do you, what do you think sticks around? And I, I'll start with this. I think the winning sticks around. Not at this rate. Now you're you're not going to win 80% of your games. I don't expect this team to do that. But I do expect this team, the way it's played, to win more often than it loses. I do. And I think that's only being fair. I you're not going to win 80% of your games. At least I don't think they are. Oh, if they if they do, then they're an all-time team. Exactly. So I I see that falling. I think we all see that falling. I don't think that. Donovan Mitchell scoring at the rate that he is scoring is sustainable. Now, can he do it? Yeah, I think he could do it. Do you want him to do it? I don't, and I, I don't think so. I don't think this team wants somebody averaging 31 points a game. And that might sound preposterous, but I don't think that that's how this team reaches its full potential. Do you? I think more than anything, they don't want someone averaging 21 shots a game. Well, that, that's that to me is more concerned. I mean, look, if you could score 31 and do it efficiently, you know, the old, uh, the old Tim Duncan, LeBron James, you know, whoever you want to point to who could score so efficiently, then sure, you'll take it every time. I don't want it. 
on 21 shots while everyone else is getting 11. Like, that's that's the part of it that I would like to see backed off. If you can do 21, 23 a game and back that off to 15 shots a game, 17 shots I, a game. I wouldn't mind seeing Donovan Mitchell averaging 25 to 27 a game. That's okay, too. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of points. But to sustain a 30-point scoring average on a team that has – Numerous other guys who can score. See, that's the thing that I don't know if that's the best thing for the team. That, that's that's the interesting part to me. BP is in Pepper Pike. BP. What's up, BP? Hey, it's great to be on with you guys. How you been? Good to have you. Well. Good, good. Uh, yeah, I've, before the season started, I went on with, I think, G. Bush. I said I thought the Cavs would be a four seed in the East. And, you know, that's before Brooklyn imploded and Miami Heat got off to a bad start and the Sixers got off to a bad start. So, you know, I thought the Cavs were going to have a good season with Donovan Mitchell, and, uh, and I thought he was going to be an MVP-type candidate, which has all, you know, come to fruition. So I've been very happy, you know, and I thought they should have won that game against the L.A. Clippers. You know, they, I thought the refs, I don't know if you guys mentioned this that much, but L.A. Clippers shot 22 free throws in the fourth quarter, which is unheard of. You know, that's like a whole game's worth of free throws in one quarter. So I felt the refs really yeah. handed – well, we, yeah, we just, I, have a, I have a hard time, and maybe it's the the youth coach in me, the the basketball coach, but it's like, man, I can't blame the refs when Darius Garland can't stand in front of anybody. And BP, they just voted down gambling in California, so you can eliminate that yeah, you one. Throw that one out, wasn't too. it? Yeah, and you're going to lose games. I mean, there's no shame in that. I think they'll win tonight, and you know, I think the game against Golden State. You talk about you know the reunion tour. I think that's going to be huge. I would love to see them. I don't mind them losing the LA Clippers if they can beat Golden State at Golden State. So that you know that would be great for me. But, yeah, I really like this Cavs team. One last thing is I, I was disappointed that Jetty only got three minutes of playing time the other night. I know he's up and down, but I think the guy helps. You know, he scores 10 or 12 a game. And usually when he, you know, he's out there, he's got good camaraderie, he passes the ball, you know, he plays the right way, you know, for the most part. So I would like to see him get more solid playing time. All right, BP, thank you very much. Appreciate see, it, BP. That's the one thing when, when the season started, you thought, boy, Jetty's been really good. He started out 17, 15, 16, 14 in his first four games. And you thought, yep, this is terrific. He's averaging 15 points a game. And since then, 4, 3, 0, 15, 9, and 2. The Jetty Coaster is always interesting. I mean, it really does feel like you're on the roller coaster every time. And it, it makes me laugh how they pretty much use him almost like he's J.R. Smith back with Denver where it's like, all right, we're throwing him out there. If he starts making him, we'll leave him there. If he starts missing him, we may have to have him sit out. Let's see what we get. (laughs) Exactly. All right. Shake the die. Here we go. Boom. Oh, he's hitting him. Perfect. Like, (laughs) and I think that's the same way they look at Jetty is it's like, all right, we're going to throw him out there and we're going to hope he starts making positive plays and we're going to spin the roulette wheel and we're going to hope for the best. Oh no, bad Jetty. Get him out. Get him out. Get him out. As BP said though, that's the way he's been almost his entire career. You know, and I, I wonder, does a guy f- suddenly find consistency this deep into his career? That's tough. Birdman's in Cleveland. Hi, Birdman. How are you, Birdman? Hey, Jeff Gary, guys, good morning. What we got the, the other night, what I didn't like, it was the drought we went on without scoring, you know, where we got stuck on 112, which allowed the Clippers to get back in the game, and we didn't really play no good tremendous defense down on the end so we were coming down we and you were jacking up threes Birdman. exactly you know and that was you know and i i don't know if i can say that but I can, that was straight on uh, on jb could have called you know 
did it come out and put the troops back together. But one fault after after nine games, doing doggone good, JB. Keep up the good work. But that was my only concern. The drop where we went did not score. And then at times it seemed like the dribbling. It seemed like the ball has been dribbled, dribbled, dribbled instead of getting it hot passing around. But all in all, I'm okay. I'm okay. That was just a bad Bad game the other night. We had it one at JB Minute. Hey, that was on me. I should have, you know, we should have got that one. But I'm, I'm, I'm balled in with these Cavaliers as we continue on this journey, bar, barring any health issues. We roll it. You know, any given night, somebody can go off and get you 30. It don't have to be Donovan. We can combine for 60 points on any given night on two players. So we're good. And we're just getting started. And we haven't even put the bench together, guys. So hold on. Get your popcorn and let's roll Cavaliers. <laughs> Absolutely, man. All right, Bird, man. Thank you. And they I- Jeff, I think they got a trade in them too. And I think that's coming at some point. Yeah, well, kind of a trade. An expiring contract trade? I think a trade that... Like that's Kevin Love. I don't know if it's a Kevin Love trade. I, I, I can't believe that I'm saying this. And if we would play this back to Dan two years ago, he would have been shaking you mean, his head you going You mean the nuts. Dan who was calling Kevin Love the worst basketball player to have ever played the game? No, that was uh, what the advanced metrics were calling Darius oh. Garland. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. No, I... I thought he was just checked out and done. And I thought you would be better off just going and getting him out somewhere else because he's just done here. And we all thought that. I mean, every Cavs fan watched that team and went, oh, Kevin Love needs to not be here anymore. He's getting frustrated. He's throwing you know, throwing the ball at people. He's yelling at that people. That was really it's bad like, when he was doing that. Yeah. yeah that, was, that was like, hey, Kevin, grow up. Oh, yeah. Grow up. JB comes in, finds a new role off the bench, gets and, him to buy in. And he's grown up. And he's grown up. Yeah. And he's become a veteran leader for this team. And some of that might be, you know, just growing up. Ricky Rubio being on this team. And frankly, winning might have a huge, a lot well, that, to do with it as well. Yeah, that doesn't hurt, does it? cures it? a lot of the issues. And he is a part of this team now where I can't see them trading him at the deadline. And if I'm them, I'm half-tempted in the offseason to be like, all right, what is – What's the number that makes you a Cleveland Cavalier for the rest of your career? It's not what it says now. No, because it's no, not. It's lower going, than that. Yeah, nobody's going to give them that. It's is, lower than is that. Is this sustainable? Right now, they're second in the NBA in three-point shooting. I don't think that is sustainable. And I, I don't mean it's going to fall off the face of the earth, but they're shooting just under 40% on threes. They're trailing only Denver. Donovan Mitchell has been hitting threes. Yes, he has. He's not a great three-point shooter, but he's been hitting threes. Darius Garland, I think, is a better three-point shooter. He was two of nine the other night and didn't have it. Kevin Love, I think, is the best three-point shooter on the team. Yes, he is. And I think Dean Wade is pretty good, but Dean's Dean's not going to get the minutes that really kind of gets into that. And I don't want Karis LeVert shooting too many threes. I don't want a whole He's lot. He's shooting forty-four percent from three this year. I know, and I don't that want feels him. So and I, empty. And I don't want him shooting those. That feels so lucky. And that's why, you know, Donovan's not going to stay as hot from behind the line. Karras certainly isn't. I think Darius could get a little better, but I, they could end up as an upper half three-point shooting team, maybe right around ten. But man. The three's been a real weapon for them. And I'm curious to see if it can continue to be. Can Evan Mobley not shoot threes? Um, or if they are, can they be corner threes? He's not every shooting so very often? many. He didn't shoot any the other night. Yes, and, and I want them to keep And he had a big night. Way. Just I understand that you yeah. want to spread the floor and it's the modern NBA and 
you want the tool in the toolbox. No. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to yeah. give you more analysis, but no. Ali's in Cleveland. Hi, no. Ali. Hey, guys. How's um, Dan, to your point, what you just said about uh, Evan Mobley, honestly, I, I've been telling my buddies that, you know, the difference between this year and last year is I'm watching every game from start to finish opposed to just watching the highlights from last year. I think a lot of that has to do with, to do with it. they're being competitive. They're, they're playing a lot more competitive basketball this year. But what I'd like to see out of Mobley is more inside game. You know, uh, dribble and pound, get the easy shots. And there, there's one more concern that I have, guys, and I, and I don't think anyone's talking about it. It's the fact that when Garland and Mo, I'm sorry, Garland and Mitchell are, are on the floor together at the same time, there's a lot of iso ball. When one of them is on the bench and the other one's on the floor, there's a lot of distributing going on, uh, assist and uh, moving the rock and, and passing the ball, all sorts of really good basketball. But I, I just feel like when they're on the floor together, uh, there's a lot of iso ball, and I think that's when we trap ourselves. Um, I appreciate you guys taking my call. You got it, Ali, and I won't disagree with you at all. I'll throw this out, though. They haven't really had a chance to figure out how to play together in, in a real NBA game. Right. Darius was out with the eye injury. Donovan was ball dominant while Darius was out. Why? Because they had he had to be for them to have a chance to win. So I think give that a little time and see where that goes because that might change. Might change. Kevin Stefanski is coming up 1 o'clock. We'll hear from the head coach of the Browns. We'll hear from our Browns beat reporter, Daryl Ryder, next right here on Baskin and Phelps. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.